And welcome to another episode of The Missing Voice. This is episode two and this time we are going to be talking to a group of young women who have just about finished their undergrad in music technology and they're studying at the Sonic Arts Research Centre in Belfast at Queen's University. But before we get stuck into the discussion, I just wanted to say why I wanted to talk to the people that we're going to hear from today. I wanted to talk to them because there's still such a lack of women who take up music technology courses and other associated courses like sound design and sound art. But when you look at some of the wider research, it's something that stems across um, a lot of different courses. Um, So for instance, there was a study by Bourne and Devine in 2016, and they found that all of the applicants to science and technology courses in academia were 90% male, so only 10% of the applicants were made up by females. There was an article that was written in the website sonicbloom.net by Madeline Bloom, and um, she actually started up Sonic Bloom and Sonic Bloom is a online resource for music technology courses but um, she's a musician, producer and singer and um, she also worked as a tech support for Ableton and she said that during her time there, which was around 2010-2011, only 7% of Ableton users were female and um, that's, I think that's really interesting and reflects the kind of percentages you find in music technology courses as well. But there are encouraging changes happening here. So, for instance, here in Northern Ireland, there's a girls' rock school which has started, and that's encouraging and empowering women of all ages to riff, rock and roll. Workshops and mentoring electric guitar, bass, drums and vocals are all available. And similarly, uh, there's a record label called Saffron Records, which is a female youth record label supporting young women aged 16 to 24 to access the music industry through apprenticeships, signing and offering artist development. But they offer a range of music technology courses just for girls, um, girls of that age range, 16 to 24. So there's some real efforts being made to get more women into music technology. But I thought it would be great for the podcast to talk to some women who have already gone through a music technology course and are nearly about to wrap up the degree. Um, So here you go. I hope you enjoy it. It was a really fascinating and enlightening insight into their experience over the last three years. So, um, thank you for coming and um, chatting with me today. Um, so, just to introduce you all, we have Maeve and Francesca and Maeve, another Maeve, yep. and Emily. And you're all on the music technology course in your last year at SARC, which is the Sonic Arts Research Centre in mm-hmm. Belfast. Um, so, yeah, I, I wanted, wanted to just talk to you all a bit about what it's been like being on the course, um, but maybe if we could start by you introducing how you got into music technology, um, or why you wanted to get into me- music technology, and, uh, and then what you've kind of ended up uh, specialising in or enjoying the most in your time here. So maybe if we can start with you. Yeah, so... Um... It wasn't music technology wasn't something that I was you know it really popped into my head much in school there was like 
um, we used to have at the Wee Studio in school and stuff, but I, I was more interested in um, music performance and like I was in like a few, I was in musical choir and like a tr traditional Irish group and I used to like to play and um, yeah, I just kind of realised that I wanted to maybe try out a degree in like the music group, but I was never a fan of like music theory or anything like that or actually, you know, solely classical or studying, you know, really just that. So yeah, I'd been to like the straight music open day and I didn't find it very interesting. And then I heard about SARC and music technology and I thought it seemed like a really cool degree and basically it wasn't straight music. So I was like, yeah, I can still do music and I'll learn something new um, as well. And maybe learn how to record myself, record some of my own music um, and just learn like new things. Um, and kind of out of the course of kind of, I've kind of realized that I'm into music journalism and actually reviewing like other musicians. And I would do that here and there for um, a few different like media outlets and that's to do with like my placement now. Um, I'm at a magazine called Culture Hub magazine, it's um, arts and culture magazine and I get to kind of explore that avenue of it and from like what I've learned in music technology I can like I feel like I can make more of a critical review from things that I've learned from being like on the other side and like technical I feel like I can you know comment on things from lighting to sound to things like that so yeah cool okay great and uh francesca yeah um well whenever i was growing up i've been playing music since i was like nine me and me have used to play yeah. together in a traditional group and i always love playing music um and i also love technology as a side thing like i was always into like working with computers and you know in my family i'd be the person of like okay if something's broken like technical wise chaska like try and fix it try and fix it but um i never thought of like technology and music together so I think whenever I saw the music technology course it's like okay well it's like two things I'm interested in individually I don't really know what that would entail together but you know it was something I was like, really interested in immediately because I know like what Maeve was saying about straight music mm, yeah. I don't really think it would be something I would be interested in in a classical sense because I did play traditional um so I went to the music technology open day and walked into the sonic lab and it's just like whoa this is something i've never seen before but it, i definitely want to get interested in it like be totally involved in it but um yeah so i loved it then and even like whenever i was applying for university i didn't apply for anything else i was like it's music technology or it's nothing i'll wait till next year and i'll leave because just the thought of having music and technology together was like perfect match for me um yeah so then uh but whenever i first went into it in first year I found it a bit daunting at first because um, everybody kind of seemed to have this sort of knowledge about it before mm. before we went in and I was like well I thought I was going in here to learn like I thought everyone mm. I thought this was like a brand new concept and mm -hmm. um, that nobody had really heard of before but it had been going obviously it has been going on for years and years but it was something completely new to me okay cool um, well, we'll definitely go back and talk about that yeah because I think that's really interesting yeah um, um, so as you've been going through the course, what's the thing that you've kind of the thing specialised um, in? The thing that I'm really interested in at the minute is music management, working within the music management kind of industry, working with artists and like producing their music. Um, that's kind of my niche at the minute. Oh, that's something I'd like to get involved in. And do you feel similarly to Maven that even though management isn't a part of this music technology course curriculum, mm. 
do you feel like the course has helped you to understand um, music in a way that's going to help you with management? Mm -hmm. I think, um, yeah, even though it's something that's not being taught, I think it definitely should be brought in, that sort of side of it. I know it is music technology, um, first and foremost, but I think it should explore that kind of management side of it as well. I think it helps you to appreciate different kinds of music, especially like I, I enjoy electroacoustic music and composing that. Um, so it's helped me to be a bit more appreciative of different styles of music and being involved in the actual background works of it. So um, yeah, I think I think I should definitely be brought in in the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool, okay, great. And then um, Maeve too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So the school I went to, um, if you were a girl in that school, you were either going to become a teacher or you were going to become a nurse or you were one of those weirdos who did maths and therefore you had to do engineering or that was it. So I was one of those weirdos who did maths <laughs> in my school. And I did placements in when I was in lower sixth and upper sixth in two different engineering companies. Uh, this is like uh, mechanical engineering and civil engineering. And hated it. Like really just, it wasn't for me just sort of awkward because one of the placements was in my dad's company and <laughs> um, so the only other A level I had going for me was music and like the other Maeve, Maeve one, um, <laughs> I went to the music open day. I really didn't like that either. I, I just felt like it was very, it just really wasn't for me. It didn't appeal to me the idea of sitting and learning theory and the history of composers and things. Mm -hmm. I wanted to do something new and felt like you know you were sort of on the edge of something, you were making progress, you weren't going over the same things. Um, which isn't to say anything against anyone who does do straight music degrees. Um, so the music tech um, open day was literally half an hour after the music one. So I ran up the road to Sark and saw that and just walked in, saw the sonic lab, saw the holes in the floor, all the speakers mm. ever, and just thought, okay, I'm going to do this. This seems way cool. Yeah, cool. Well, just for the benefit of the listeners, if anyone hasn't seen the sonic lab, it's mm. this massive room with about 48 speakers and the floor is this grid which... It's like a a grate, like a metal grate, yeah. which ha which is hold on to your pens. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. a lot of pens dropped. Yeah. For sure, like a first Take day. Like, yeah, yeah. And lots of mobile phones as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's because there's speakers in the floor, and um, so you can have complete three D surround sound, and um, yeah, so it it's a very unique environment. Just just so if anyone hasn't been, that's uh, it's quite an impressive space. So it would it would kind of spark your inspiration, I think. Yeah, cool, okay, so now that you've, you're at the end of the course, what's mm -hmm. the part of it that you've kind of enjoyed or you feel like you're gonna continue the most? Um, I really liked, I'm, I'm torn in two different directions at the moment, it's a problem I have coming to the end of it. Um, I really like the whole audio engineering aspect and recording and producing music, and that's where my placement for my final year is. But at the same time, um, Something I've been introduced to towards the end of the course is um, designing musical interactions and creating my own technologies to help myself or others create music or be able to express themselves musically in different ways. And I've only recently been introduced to this entire side of it and it's completely like hit me and I find it really fascinating. It's sort of like you feel like you are testing something, you're on the edge of something and it's all entirely new. Yeah, it's very creative, isn't yeah. it? Because it's basically infinite possibilities of what you can do. Cool, okay, great. And Emily? Um, so I remember being in school and when you get your five choices for your university courses, I picked three biology ones and two music ones. And then when you go to write your personal statement, they make you pick one. So I, and obviously schools want you to do STEM subjects. 
So I picked biology and ended up doing a year and a half biomedical science. And then when I didn't like it and I was trying to switch, I remember them asking me like, well, what other things do you like? So then I was saying about music. And then I was the same as those ones, never wanted to do straight music. I'd done grades in theory in school and just couldn't be bothered with it anymore. So then found music technology, which was just kind of a nice mix of using science background and then using music, which is what I was interested in. Um, so I think that's how I sort of came about it. It was never really mentioned in school, even with an interest in music and an interest in science. It was never really mentioned. It was only people only really seemed to know about street music or nothing else, you know. Cool. And you'd obviously come along to learn and had um, rightfully thought that you'd turn up and you would be learning everything about music technology. You wouldn't be starting from halfway through, mm -hmm. you know. So I wondered, is that something that all of you felt? And um, was there a gender divide on this? Was it mainly the, the guys in the course that knew, had, that had had more experience in using the technology than you? Um, yeah. So Francesca, if you want to... I, I always remember this. I think it was either the first or second day and we had to go out, I think we had to go out and record mm. things from outside, like as a sound environment kind of thing, and then we had to come in and uh, we were asked to, okay, so um, just uh, like, you know, cut the clips so it's clear, cut out the start and the end and all this, and I didn't know how to do that, I didn't know what you would use to do that, something like, cause, like looking back on now, something as simple as that, but um, I remember me and Maeve because we knew each other before you came in we were like okay we'll be in a group yeah. together and we went out to record these things and we came back and we are like well yeah. how do we do this we didn't even know what to open up we like. didn't know and then we called on now our really good friend Andrew and uh, he knew exactly what to do he was like oh yeah just open up Audacity one day I yeah. was cut the clips the start and the end and that's it done we were just like and when, and when that happened and you realised that he knew exactly what to do... It was immediately very intimidating. We're like, yeah. OK, here's another three years. We're, we're already and, a level below everyone. Me and Cheska would get the bus home together that day and be like, what have we got what ourselves have we done? Yeah. Like, how does everyone know everything? Like, the same conversation every day. It's like, oh, no. There'd be, like, a new situation where we were like, what? I know. Yeah, so yeah. I think, um, yeah, from the first week... And did you have any inkling as to how he knew how to do it? We Why just do you think he knew how yeah, to do it? We just assumed that he had just been doing it, like he was had a really strong interest in it, in it and had been like Probably you know, it as a hobby as yeah, well. Yeah, as a hobby. Like So he'd been doing it on his own, maybe in his bedroom looking up YouTube tutorials or something. Yeah. Before he came it, the it kinda of seemed that way. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. because maybe from the school we came from it wasn't really that big in our department. Yeah. Well I know for me I was the only one in the whole year who did music. The music production technology kind of side of it wasn't pushed at all. Like I would have like a twenty minute lesson on it and that would be it. So um, at least I got a wee flavour of it from that and yeah, I kind of enjoyed it but maybe maybe the other people on the course kind of had that was like a more of a major focus for them before they even came into university and Emily, Maeve do you have similar memories of starting? yeah I just remember like you know it would be like performance class or something and then lectures would be like okay everyone just set up your things and I literally did not have a clue I couldn't plug anything in <laughs> like let alone know what to do do you know what I mean so I think you know, it, I think it depends on everyone's background. You know, some people had such a big background in performing and we're so used to just like getting up in front of the stage and setting everything up and setting up all the amps and everything. And then some people like like Andrew, you were saying, and a few of the other lads had such experience in getting all the sessions up on your computer, getting everything sorted with that sort of thing, you know. So I think it depends. You know, everyone was sort of different in what experience they had, but everyone still seemed to have a lot of it. Like, 
Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Like, as I was saying before, everyone from my school, if you were a girl, you were either going to be a teacher or a nurse. Anything technical just really wasn't encouraged. And um, like in my school, even though I did the music A level, I think I used GarageBand maybe once. Like, that was my entire experience of music technology before I came to this degree. And so, you know, a question that springs to mind is, so why are you four young women when you had that little experience maybe at school, why did you then not go back to your bedrooms and look up YouTube tutorials and download the software like it sounds like a lot of the guys in your class did? Because um, wh- why did that not happen? I, I mean, I'm not asking that in an <laughs> accusatory way. You know, I, I'm i from a kind of nearly a different generation. It wasn't really something that you could do when I was that age, but I may not have done it either. I mean, it may not have just popped into my head, mm-hmm. but... Why, why did you not do it? Was it because it just didn't occur to you that that was a thing you could do? Or was it that you didn't feel confident working it out on your own? Or did you feel like it just wasn't something, like you're saying you expected to be a teacher or a nurse? Mm-hmm. Why, why did you not then go back home and, and learn more before coming across the music technology course? You don't know where to begin. Yeah. It's such a, such a vast thing. Yeah, I, th- I think coming in here... And starting the course was the first instant that like half of the stuff was met, like I'd ever come across it. Do you know what I mean? Like, so, you know, when I was younger and learning music and all, you know, if, if I heard a piece I wanted to learn, you know, I'd go home, I'd look it up and I'd learn it. But I think with all the sort of things we ended up learning in here, the very first time I'd heard of things like that was in here. So I don't know if people just had yeah, previous so, exposure so to it that just, I, I didn't, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was, a, it was about like... um. The, like the phrasing for something that you're actually doing you you would maybe see that somewhere or on tv or something before but you wouldn't know the, the terminology for it you wouldn't even know what to type into youtube and i wouldn't have known anything like that until like i started and then i'd be like oh that's that okay now i know how to so it was a kind that. of linguistic thing as well there were, yeah, yeah definitely that you wouldn't have known yeah. unless you'd have had a group of friends maybe that yeah. shared that information mm-hmm. yeah definitely and yeah i feel like with sark we all kind of came together as like a wee bit of a community because especially like ones that didn't really know what was going on but also people that did know like everyone was so helpful you you started to feel comfortable mm-hmm. um really soon on and could just like ask people and so then your experience well has your experience then been positive in terms of asking for help and people sharing knowledge as a group between you know both men and women if you want to divide it up like that but it sounds like there was a clear division at the beginning of mm-hmm. of experience there so going through the course did that did that kind of level out a bit more and and uh do you feel now more confident about your abilities definitely feel a lot more confident now than i did coming into this almost three years ago and um, particularly after the initial sort of awkward realization of oh my god i don't know anything and it seems like everyone else does once that had worn off after the first month or so and it really seemed like everyone was just happy to help everyone else like Mm -hmm. I mightn't have had the the specific background in music tech but I had a background in maths and physics that like I could help out some people with say their fundamentals of sound model and and they would then help me out with some of the things in Pro Tools that I was staring at scratching my head about yeah, um, everyone's place, different or, strengths yeah. kind of came to the surface after a while and you yeah. realise oh hey these people mm. aren't just amazing at everything like there's an area that their you know yeah. I can help you with this area you can help me with that yeah. area so okay. it wasn't everyone was like there was different colours of people different like mm-hmm. types of 
um, talents like that kind of came out and you could realize we can work together kind of. yeah I, I think that's really a really good point because unfortunately I think sometimes it there well I, I've talked to a, a few women that I know who after the first month or so just dropped out because of that feeling of oh my god what have I done I don't know enough everyone seems to know something how stupid was I to think I could go and do a music technology course and then they drop out and but it's interesting you saying that well after you know two or three months actually these things started to level out and I realized that well I'm really good at the whole kind of scientific end of psychoacoustics maybe or I have that kind of background or I'm really good at the kind of physics and maths and can work out um, the fundamentals of sound or it could be you know I've got a really good um, talent at at thinking about what an audience needs so I've done loads of performing and therefore I can I'm not just designing something technically I'm also designing something as an experience and I think it does take a while for those things to even out but I think I still think what a shame that at the beginning, at the beginning it's still so um, heavy on what your technical ability is because at the end of the day it's not just a technology course, it's a music technology course. So it's a shame that all of you, and I, I felt this when I started my MA, um, I did an MA in sound art and I felt exactly the same, that I kind of felt what am I doing here, you know, why did I think that I could do this course, how stupid, how naive of me to think that I could just come on this course. Um, but then after a while, I started to realize, well, actually all these other things that I have experience in are really important. Um, and, and, and it did level out and it did kind of, I think there's also an element of, well, how open are you and um, willing are you to learn? Because it could be that you start a course and you're not so good at something but because you're so open and eager to learn, you might get so much better at it. And then somebody else who's just used to kind of knowing what they do don't really improve very much over the course. They just stay how they are. So I think I think going through the course, it can really open up this awareness in you that you you do have loads of abilities and you do have loads of potential in you. Um, I think that was part of the interest for me at the very start of the course during the first few months even though like it was really difficult like yeah. Nate was saying but that was part of why I wanted to stay so bad. It was the cursor you wanted to persevere. It was, I was just thinking like you know god this is a whole area I have no idea about but that's mm -hmm. so exciting I have so much to learn there's these people who like you know know this that and the other know so much about it and I'm only starting off and that was like you really wanted to put the effort in and learn all about it. I feel like it was like the the banter at the start that kept us there because like mm -hmm. we all used to have so much fun. What and would it have been like if you had been the only female on the course? I'm wondering because it sounds like well, particularly what you're both saying, Maeve and Francesca, that that banter kind of kept it was you like going. The, the boys were included, and in the that boys as were well. included mm -hmm. in that too. Um, like that's like I feel like everyone like molded really yeah, well. Yeah, like it wasn't there. Maybe at the start there might have been a bit of a divide, but I there wasn't like... really like a superiority kind of no. thing, you yeah. know, where I was like, oh, the guys think I'm so much better than this, and they don't yeah. know anything. It definitely wasn't like that. No, by any means. not at all. Well, that's really positive. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, I find particularly this year, um, as people have had more freedom of their model choices, because there are so few girls compared to boys in our course, some of the models, um, for example, the third year audio engineering model, there were two girls in the class of over twenty. Right. Um, and I felt like that made myself and the other girl who did that model feel really like 
we had to prove ourselves in that module like if a question was called on us it felt like um, from talking to the other girl after class and things that we had to get it right like if you had asked a question you had to sort of sound like you knew what you were talking about because you were the only two girls and that's sort of been the only case in the three years where I felt mm. like it's mattered as such um, and the rest of the time because there's been more of us it hasn't been like that okay because there are more more women in the class mm-hmm. yeah so you didn't feel like you had to justify your place as much yeah yeah that's interesting and on that audio and engineering course um did you find find the same kind of camaraderie with the whole group apart from that not as much yeah which is really interesting actually because as Maeve and Francesca have been talking about how it was in first year it's actually sort of made me realize that that module at the start of this year was like the one exception and it was very different and I think it was because at that point and um, myself and the other girl probably isn't the best way to phrase this but we felt so outnumbered at that point and it was just there was a strange atmosphere in that one class and it hasn't come up any other time it's interesting because that you know that is out of all of the careers in music engineering and producing have got the lowest numbers of females in them Mm -hmm. so I think that's really interesting that correlates with your experience on the course and I think I mean we said this in the first episode of the podcast but the producers guild there's I think there's now only 6% are female members. So, um, but I think there's very few women that I've, I've never ever come across a woman that identifies herself as a producer, which is not to say they're not out there, as in like solely I'm a producer and I own a studio mm-hmm. and people come and I produce them. Um, it's not to say they're not out there, but they're, they're very few and far between. So it's interesting that that particular module's felt so different to the rest mm-hmm. of it. Definitely. I mean, I'd, in a way, I, I'm loath to ask the question because it's, it's not necessarily the case that you would all identify as being feminine. You know, why should you all identify as being feminine? But I guess I'm just interested if there's any ways that you see that maybe being a woman has helped. And I don't mean that you fluttered your eyes. It may be that you can... <laughs> <laughs> definitely don't mean that at all because um, that's a load of crap <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I wonder if you know there's things like um, again again, I hate, I hate assigning particular attributes to um, gender but let's say the stereotypical empathy or multitasking or things like that I mean I hate, I hate the question I've just asked, but in the way I want to ask it because I'm interested because I think that these technology, music technology classes have never seen the numbers that they're seeing now, which is kind of disappointing because we're talking about five women out of 35 people in your class. But that's still quite a lot, you know, compared mm-hmm. to what there would have been maybe 10 years ago. I mean, there probably wouldn't have been any 10 years ago. So I'm wondering how this has affected music technology classes so I wonder if there's anything you think you've brought as women that might have changed let's that's a better way to phrase it anything you've brought as women that might have changed either the 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 way the course has kind of run along or the work that you've made I think in terms of um we had a lot of group projects at the start of the year not to go in that stereotypical women are better multitaskers thing but I definitely find if there was a group where it was only myself, maybe one other girl in a group with a bunch of the lads, like you almost felt like you were you were mummy and you had to sort them all out and get them all organised and on top of things and you like remind your friends like when their assignments and all were due and that's 
horrible and stereotypical to say, and I feel absolutely disgusting saying it. I can I the can guys identify with that weren't though. As much doing that and they weren't as like sort of not to say that they weren't on top of things, but they weren't I, as aware of things like that in a group situation. I, I really don't like saying that, but No, I think I think that's really I that isn't something that had come to my mind, but actually I I have experienced that too. And I remember when I did the MA, the corner that I sat in, it was me and a male friend of mine. So and, and we kind of we had a lot of banter together and we had a real laugh and that corner became where a lot of people came to kind of almost have counselling <laughs> kind of vent and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, you know, it became the corner where people would come and just chill out and say, oh God, I'm just so, so confused by this module or, you know, <laughs> or they'd start talking about their girlfriend and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and, um, and I did sometimes feel like, oh, is that me being a bit of a mother hen? You know, and it just, I didn't ever set out to be that, but... Yeah. I did sometimes feel there was a bit of that, which which also played, but it was fine. I don't know, but it, it's it's kind of disappointing at the same time yeah, that you feel oh god, I have, if that sort of happens. I'm kind of organising people and. There were some instances um, in second year. We got to do a bit of community work and we did um, electroacoustic pieces based on interactions with communities that were being redeveloped in Belfast. And we had to go out and approach the communities ourselves and we had to make our own contacts with um, leaders from like community uh, mm. groups and then um, get contacts and make interviews all ourselves. Like the university just sort of like, here's a, fo- a phone number, call that person and sort it all out yourself. And I found people were more willing to talk to me in the group as the, you know, the only female in that group rather than the rest of the guys. Um, as someone coming into an outside community, I don't really know why that is but that's what they found and the guys find that as well like by the end of the week they're asking me to set up mm. the communication points and do you think they found that frustrating the guys would they have I liked don't know. to have I been think, more approachable i think some of them yeah some of them just didn't mind someone else doing it for them but mm. <laughs> it was a strange thing to notice um but it did mean then that because i was part of that group or other girls were part of other groups um, some people felt more comfortable talking then and they got information and answers and stories that they maybe wouldn't have got otherwise. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. And and do any of you have any have noticed any other ways that maybe being um, a woman has I don't know, um it's kind of like um I don't think like I've particularly like brought this to the course or anything, but I feel like I've just become I feel like guys are very um maybe not obviously not all guys but like um like some of the guys like on the course or whatever would be very like internal about like the fact if they were like freaking out about like um like a project or something or didn't know how to do something whereas like I just kind of would be like oh my god hurry up but then like it would always turn out fine but I feel like I just I don't know like I I became very comfortable with kind of having an external freak out and then like but always you know, I knew I was going to be fine, but, like, I was comfortable with... I don't know That's what good. I think. About, yeah. Do you know what I, I mean? Think, no, I think maybe the girls in the course would be more willing to ask for help if we needed it. Yeah. Whereas I think because there was, like, what, 30 other guys or something, it was kind of, like, competitive between themselves. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. oh, exactly, well, we yeah. should be naturally good at this kind yeah. of thing. Like, I Whereas we were all just very comfortable help. with asking asking for help. Yeah. And I, I think girl. that's a really interesting <laughs> point because I think that... Um, while you know it's important to talk about what it's like to be a woman in a predominantly male environment 
I think it's also important to consider, well, what would, what's it like if you're a guy and you don't necessarily identify with those typically masculine traits of being competitive and macho and almost kind of aggressively, aggressively competitive. Um, but also, well, one, do you think there's guys on your course that found that hard that they would have to kind of put up a front of, yeah, I know what I'm doing? Yeah, I would definitely yeah. think that. I yeah. think sometimes um, seeing one of us ask for help or seeing like maybe two of the girls go up at the end of a lecture just to ask about something, there'd maybe be like a few of the guys would suddenly be standing behind you being like, oh yeah, I also thought that I just wasn't going to say ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember a revision class in first year for an exam we had coming up at the end of the year and people, like some of the guys were literally sending me a message on Facebook saying, can you please ask the lecturer this question? Really? And I walk up to the desk and be like all right um I, I'd absolutely no shame about it it was like this person has asked me to ask you this <laughs> but um <laughs> you know they'd rather message me they, they or someone else seen, go do it. they didn't want to be seen going up and asking for assistance God, with anything that's interesting isn't it and but you know then then I kind of feel like what we were talking about before how you were saying you're all saying you know at the beginning it was intimidating everyone knew felt like all of the guys knew more than you you did but then very quickly it became a very friendly environment where you didn't feel like um there was a division in that sense but then it seems to me from what you're saying there was a very clear division because even as you were going along in the course there was still this division of guys the guys wanting to appear like they knew everything and that very being very scared of letting their guard down whereas you were much more able to do that and ask for help but doesn't that then set up this division still that um almost guys have more to lose because they know more or they should know more do you see what i mean like that if you're surrounded by this bunch of people who all don't want to appear like they don't know very much and so constantly come out as though they know everything and you're but you're very different in that you just accept that you don't know everything and you want to ask for help doesn't that set a division of the expectations of your knowledge I think it as does men and women when, when you phrase it like that I think it does um... and I'm not saying that people are meaning to do that but you're not all you're not all putting up a front with each other that you know more than you do. So isn't there, doesn't that already make a difference in terms of the expectations of how much you know? You're expected not to know much, so it's okay for you to ask questions, whereas as a guy you're expected to know more. So it would be awful if you, if you outed yourself as not knowing very much. I think because that's the reason my role here in the first place is to learn, to ask questions, whereas, mm-hmm. you know maybe maybe other people are going home and they're doing it like you know they're looking up these things in their own time and mm, because yeah. they are embarrassed to ask for help and, yeah. I, and I'm not saying I think that's a shame if guys mm, feel yeah, like no, that definitely. you know and I, and I think it's a shame that as women you'd be expected to know less and that men would be expected to know more but I think it's a shame that guys would therefore feel unable to ask for help mm, yeah and that there's must be very pressure lonely. on them yeah, yeah. as well mm-hmm. so like I guess if we did bring anything to the course it would just be like everyone's equal everyone asks questions yeah it sounds like you softened that up a bit that you yeah, were able to like break no idea up. if we actually made an impression on on any of them um but like you know that's 
that's the ideal music technology course in a few years time hopefully that everyone can come and ask questions and it will be equally boys and girls and there isn't that standard that you're kind of expected to have before yeah. you come in here yeah um well another thing that i wanted to ask is um how many women taught you in the course not none and um i think there was one lecturer we were, we who took to have one. musicology I think she took that in first year. There was another one we were meant to have, so yeah, but she, 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 she left have. before we got yeah. to do that module. Okay, yeah. So, okay, so there's one, and was that one for just one module, or was it I one? I don't think any of us We did take it. it, it was a, I think it was literally just some of the guys took it. It was actually an anthropology module. It was ethnomusicology. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that was taken by a woman, but... And and we, we have, sorry, we have a woman now who teaches our work placement module. Okay. But she was the tutor, and it was only the lecture was now on sabbatical. Okay. The GTH, isn't that right? Yeah. yeah. So, but, but that's no, not specifically music tech, though. That's no, but yeah. Well, that that's interesting, though, isn't it? Because the the only women that have taught you, it's not been to do with technology. No. There's yeah. one in art. Or management. even composition. Yeah. Or... There's one in art management, but I'm not sure if she is actually part of the music technology school. Probably not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She'd probably be part of the management school, so I don't think there's actually been any female lecturers yeah, in music technology. Yeah. That actually taught us. Okay. There has been ones, but we've never been. Do you think having a female teaching you would have changed anything? Like if you'd have turned up on that first few weeks and it would have been a woman taking the class, would you have felt less intimidated for not knowing as much? It would have sort of set a clear uh, precedent that yes, there are women in this field and here is someone who's done so well, she now lectures in it, so therefore has to be competent to a high level in this area. Whereas everyone we saw was like, was you know it was it was all guys teaching us, um, all the technical support staff were guys, the only woman in the building actually for a good while. Now that I think about it, it's the cleaning lady who comes in at seven a.m. when you're still working on your assignment from the night before, and the secretaries. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. So very much kind of support roles. Yeah. Admin and cleaning. Mhm. Yeah. I think it would have been good to have that sort of role model, that kind of mentor. Yeah. From first years, I know, okay, well, actually, I can aspire to be like her if yeah. I keep going with this course. Mm-hmm. You know, there is that sort of success right there. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. like, hopefully that'll change. It'll be it'll be great to see, you come into SARC if, in a few years and see a, a female lecturer. Mm-hmm. Could um, be our generation, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. There you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I mean, I should Not say... Not a good time to tell you. I'm a new Well, I should, I should say on behalf of SARC that there have been female lecturers and I think there is one there now, is one now that's design. been appointed yeah so um it's not like there's never been female lecturers but mm. in in your experience of oh, your yeah, course like, you know yeah. that's still important that you haven't had anyone actually teaching you the mm-hmm. really the music or the technology mm-hmm. um so and and is are there any females who you look up to maybe not at Sark but are there any females that look, look, you look up to in this field that you think, oh, you know, one day I could do that or I love the fact that she's doing this? I think that brief three-second pause said a lot there. Yeah. <laughs> so any any musicians that... even? Are there any musicians that you think, oh, wow, that's so cool that she produces her own stuff? Or... Yeah, I think yeah. up-and-coming electronic producers yeah. or something that's really new. Definitely. Um, I mean, Grimes is the example of a woman in music that keeps getting talks about yeah. that. Definitely. Yeah. But even like a few years ago when we would have been applying for this course, those examples weren't there. Mm. And I feel like 
if you think of anyone in music, the first names that come to your mind are male and maybe that's why the guys in our course had had more of a background before mm-hmm. they came to the course. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. here's a guy doing this. I want to be like him. Maybe that wasn't really as really obvious help. for us. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's good that these yeah. names are coming forward now. Yeah. Yeah, I was always really fascinated by, I think she did straight music though, but she was always really involved in Sark and I'd like listen to some of her music and stuff. Um, Catherine Philpa is the oh, yeah, yeah. musician and um, you know, she seems to be really involved in like the music technology side of it. Like I remember like coming across her in first year listening to some of her stuff and yeah. like, watching some videos and seeing like it was in Sark and stuff. I was like, oh, that's so cool. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was cool to see that. Mm. And like, I like a lot of like Radio 1 DJs and stuff. Like, yeah. I think that's really cool. Like Annie Mac and stuff. And, like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's, there's a few, but not as many as yeah. maybe you'd want there to be. Yeah. I think it's definitely on the rise. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, um, you know, a kind of confidence thing. I think yeah. women are feeling more confident in themselves that they can also do just what like a male producer can do. That they they only need, yeah. need to call on a male producer. Yeah. They they have the skills themselves to do it. I yeah. think there's it's definitely on the up. So it's it's only gonna come up go up from here and they're not just the performers anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And Emily, I mean given your background in science mm-hmm. Is there anyone in science that you look to, like any kind of researchers who are... See, it's a, it's a strange one. I mean, like, on, on my placement, it's pretty much 50-50. Yeah. Between men and women. And actually, the receptionists are men in the audiology oh, clinic. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's sort of a strange one, because the science field is so broad, and even when I was in biomed and things like that, like, it's you barely notice just because there's so many people, it's hard to kind of, you know, distinguish between, like, how many men, how many women sort of thing. So, I mean... I, I rarely notice it in terms of the science field. I, I'd agree with what they're saying about, you know, you know, music producers and things like that and looking up to them, that there is there is fewer, but in, in science, it's just sort of harder to tell, I think. Yeah, it's a bit more balanced. Yeah. yeah. Just because there's so, so many, you know, different fields, I think. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That, you know, it depends, obviously, what you're interested in to see mm-hmm. what kind of role models there are in that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Cool, okay. Well, lastly, I just wondered... Um, what's well I've got a couple of questions actually so the first one would be what you ask what you how you see yourself going from here do you think that you're going to continue working in music technology would you consider studying it more or do you think you're going to go off in a different direction so maybe Emily if we yeah um, well I'm applying for the master's in audiology oh great Edinburgh oh brilliant I'll hopefully start that in September Fantastic. That's my plan. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. Brilliant. Nice one. And um, and would you like to kind of, would you like to go into actually practising or would you like to go into research? Um, A bit of both. I think doing the Masters gets me qualified within the NHS. Mm-hmm. And then I think I'd probably work, you know, try and do clinic work for a few years just to get myself sorted. And then, I mean, like, I'm finding it interesting at the minute doing the psychoacoustics research. So I think I'd always like to do like a wee bit of research on the side. Yeah. But I think I'd try and do sort of clinic work and, and patient work for a wee while anyway, mm-hmm. once I get qualified. Great. Cool. And Maeve? I'm thinking of doing the Emirates here in Sark um, and looking more into the whole designing musical interactions thing that I've only just recently mm. become very aware of um, and sort of explore down the line of that. Um, there are vague, ambitious goals for setting up a tech startup in cool. Belfast to do with music but that's that's how what, what form would that take um it's, it's an abstract plan at the moment okay. <laughs> so, so it's like a kind of a like a businessy development idea like developing a piece of technology yeah developing yeah. new technologies but with 
leaning towards the music side. Yeah. Definitely. And Francesca? Yeah, um, I really want to be involved in the music industry in Belfast. I'd love to be a part of music management, managing artists, music events. Yeah. Um, I, I was considering doing a master's, but I think um, at this stage, um, experience is a lot more important. It's valued a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm just trying to trying to get as much experience as possible. Just get stuck in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. And Maeve? Yeah, I agree with Francesca about like experiences, like everything really. So um, if you can show off what you're good at and have names to prove it and places to prove it, yeah, just the same basically. Just keep um working away, trying to get as much um experience as I can, like mm-hmm. within like different media outlets, mm-hmm. um and keep writing and hoping to get like my stuff published and um. I'd love to have like a wee music radio show or a column or something would be amazing. Um, yeah, so everything like that. Yeah. And I wondered if if you were going to talk to um, a young woman about to go into this course or any music technology course, is there any advice that you'd give them? Brace yourself. <laughs> Just not, <laughs> not, not to worry too much about like your weaknesses. Like I think that's what we all did at the start is we went in and we always we all pinpointed the thing we weren't good at or the thing we didn't have experience in, which just happened to be the thing that all the other people had experience in. Whereas like I think as we went on, you know, there were certain modules that we got to pick later on, like arts management and things like that, mm-hmm. yeah. that we were really good at that we just maybe didn't have at the very beginning. Um so I think it probably just does take a while to sort of settle in, but there'll always be certain parts of it that you're good at and there's all there'll always be certain parts of it that you're better than than the people who you thought were really good at the beginning so mm-hmm. just I yeah. suppose not to worry too much that you're you're bad at everything because you're not yeah, yeah. No. just be really open and um don't push yourself down mm-hmm. um and just believe believe <laughs> and ask for help if you need it mm-hmm. definitely to get stuck in speak up yeah yeah don't be don't be afraid for like to ask any questions or feel like you're inferior you don't know as much as anyone else just yeah, give because it the more questions you ask, the the more the more practical you experience you get too. It it's it's all practice from mm-hmm. first year, um, compared to now. I know so much more Same, just because yeah. you you make your shot do the work. You're not mm-hmm. going to learn right. it any other way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you deserve to be there, so you may as well make the most of it. Exactly. You made it. You made it in there. You were chosen, and you were chosen. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you just you have as much right to be there as mm-hmm. everyone else. Yeah, cool. Okay, well, I think that's a good place to end it. Um. <laughs> nice one that's a good uh, positive message if anyone that's thinking of doing a music technology course um women or man those are good ex- good um pieces of advice um so thank you so much for chatting with me today and um being yeah, part of the cool. missing voice thank you thanks thank you. Cheers to you. <laughs>